Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I've seen a post on social media of kids dressing up as Mike McDaniel. Um, that does not compute. That doesn't make any sense. I have the video if you want to see it. They did your run in my Sunday Night Football. One kid did the run, and then a fan last night. Was it faster than the so kid? I'm just curious. <laughs> what, what, as you see, it goes into dressing up like Mike McDaniel? I have no idea. This is, this is um, I refuse to accept that as reality. Well, there are many things I refuse to accept as reality. My eyes and my brain this morning refuse to accept the reality of the stream of text messages I saw when I woke up. And look, we all have issues in our life. We're all busy. There are certain days that end up being more stressful and demanding than others. Yesterday was one of those days for a variety of reasons I won't delve into, but for the fact that it was the trade deadline, very active a lot going on. And just as I finally was going to sleep last night, at some point around 12.45 a.m. Eastern time, thank goodness Miles was still awake, even though he's up today, bright and early. It's not bright in L.A. at 4 a.m. local time, but he saw the news. And seriously, as soon as I woke up, I looked at my phone and I'm like, I mean, Daniels and Ziegler, like, did they do a press conference after the the trade deadline? Get and, and holy shit, Mark Davis fired both of them. The ultimate, as Miles said before the show started, I'll go ahead and steal it. The ultimate Halloween night news dump 
My God, what is the world coming to? Mark Davis pulls the plug on Josh McDaniels and GM Dave Ziegler halfway into their second season on the job, bowing to the pressure, bowing to the mob. After every Raiders loss, McDumbass or some variation thereof was trending on Twitter. And after Monday night with Devontae Adams and the slamming of the helmet and the sluggish performance of the offense and Jimmy Garoppolo looking clearly like the guy they shouldn't have targeted in free agency, Mark Davis decides he's had enough. And with that, I say once again, thank you to Miles Simmons and good morning. And there's the statement. Let me read the statement. This is the first time I'm seeing the statement. The Las Vegas Raiders have relieved Josh McDaniels and David Ziegler of their duties as head coach and general manager after much thought about what the Raiders need to move forward. I have decided to part ways with Josh and Dave. I want to thank them both for their hard work and wish them and their families nothing but the best, said Las Vegas Raiders owner Mark Davis. P.S. Pack your shit and leave. Good morning, Miles. Uh, good morning, Mike. Yeah, that's two before I even got to say a word on uh, the show this morning. That's great. Yeah, it, I, I can't take credit for the Halloween night news dump. That that was my buddy, Matt Unger. And shout out to him, because without him saying what he said in the text message, then maybe I wouldn't have seen it before I drifted off to sleep, too. So we got to give credit where credit's due, I suppose. But yeah, this was uh, an interesting thing to have happen at 1 o'clock a.m. Eastern and 10 o'clock Pacific time. I mean, but if there were any organization that would ever do something like this, Mike, it is obviously the Raiders. This is the kind of thing that they do. Always interesting, not always very good, especially in the last 20 plus years. But man, they are never irrelevant. No, they are never irrelevant, but they're rarely relevant from a football standpoint. And there is much to say here. You rarely see someone who's three and five get fired, although the Colts probably weren't much worse than that last year when Frank Reich got whacked. Oh, God. Oh, God. Mark Davis is going to hire Jeff Saturday. Oh, no. No, don't do it, We already know the interim coach. We already know the interim coach. Last year, whenever the hell Frank Reich got fired and we're doing a show, and it was like, why don't we know the interim coach yet? And it was because it was Jeff freaking Saturday. This time we actually know that the interim coach is going to be Antonio Pierce. So at least we don't have to worry about John Gruden parachuting down from the sky to be the interim head coach. Like, you know, because that's not out of the realm of possibility. No, or Rich Gannon, or Charles <laughs> Woodson, or Barrett Robbins, right? I mean, who knows who's going to show up since we're talking about centers. Jim Otto, is he around still? I don't know, but um, I don't think he is. I have to check that out. I mean, regardless. We're just Rodney Hudson? Injected a little levity. Whoever, anyone. Uh, no, it will be Antonio Pierce. That's been reported with Champ Bailey as the defensive coordinator. I want to – was it Champ Bailey or someone else? Is it Champ Bailey? You mean the GM. Champ Kelly. Champ Kelly, Champ Bailey. My eyes yeah. – oh, he's the GM. My eyes – my again, my eyes my – It's eyes early. Okay. I've I had more I time to Champ process Bailey. this than you. Yeah, I, I've had more time to process oh. it than you. I understand. Like, that. this is still – it's all still, you know, 
very, very tough as we uh, to decipher, basically, as we go into this here at 7 o'clock Eastern after it happened six hours ago. But I have some thoughts, and thank you for covering for me. And again, this was one of those mornings where I wake up as late as possible, too, because yes. what happens in the aftermath of the trade deadline? Everybody takes a breath and resets, and we had a full outline of a show that we were ready to get into premised on the activities of the trade deadline. So thank you for the, the assist there. Now, I do have some thoughts. I do have some thoughts. and I bet you do. Before we get into whether or not Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler should have been fired, because I sat in this seat yesterday saying Mark Davis won't do it. Mark Davis doesn't want to fund the buyout after paying John Gruden to go away. How much does it actually benefit Mark Davis to fire Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler now or at any point while they have to pay them money because the stadium, that Roomba out there in the desert, is still going to be full If it's not Raiders fans, it's the fans of the other team who treat it as a destination game. He's going to make his money. He and he didn't seem to be inclined to bow to the wishes of the mob. He gave in. And I'm not saying the mob's wrong. I just didn't think he was going to give in. Remember that video from a few weeks ago where the fan was giving him the business and he's doing this and get smart. And and that was maybe three weeks ago. I thought he was going to hold firm. And this is the point. If you're going to hire two guys from the Belichick tree, if you're going to try to import the Patriot way, you've got to give it time or don't do it. I'm not saying they shouldn't have been fired. I'm saying they shouldn't have been hired. You don't hire these guys if you're not committed to giving them the time necessary to get a Locker room full of players who have the same kind of buy-in, the same kind of mentality, the ability to deal with all the crap that you have to deal with as a player if you're going to be successful in a Belichickian organization. And we've seen it happen. We saw it happen with McDaniels the last time he was a head coach. We saw it happen with Matt Patricia in Detroit. He came in and first order of business, he pissed off Darius Slay as a way to send a message to everybody. There's a new sheriff in town. Well, the problem is there's a sheriff over the sheriff who may decide, you know what? You might not be cut out for this before the whole process has an opportunity to turn over the roster sufficiently to give him a chance. That's the problem with hiring Belichick assistants. And they can say all they want. I'm going to be my own coach. I'm not going to do it the way. They don't realize it's baked into them. A decade plus with Bill Belichick changes you. It alters your DNA. You think you're being yourself, but you're not. You're a replicant of Bill Belichick. That's what happens. So they never should have hired him. I want to go back to Rich Bisaccia. And Mike Mayock, guiding the SS Raider through treacherous waters after John Gruden is gone following the well-chronicled events of October 2021, they went to the playoffs and almost beat the Bengals, the team that went to the Super Bowl and almost beat the Rams. And Mark Davis says, thanks for everything, pack your shit and leave to both Mayock and, and Bisaccia, and shouldn't have. And I at the time, I was kind of like, hey, you know, I took him to the 
And it's kind of a good story. Special teams coordinator. How many times does a special team coordinator get a fair shot to be a head coach? And this is the guy who can communicate with everybody, pull the whole team together, yada, yada, yada. If you're not committed to seeing it all the way through with someone from the Belichick tree, which, you know, is kind of like one of those trees out in the desert where there's no leaves and there's no fruit and it's just kind of there. But if you're not committed, if you're not committed to it, don't do it. Mark Davis, and I i hear that theory out there, the Sean Payton mindset of if you made a mistake, the best thing to do is admit it and move on, don't double down. But this is one where you're just highlighting the mistake by giving up prematurely because you never should have hired someone you weren't willing to give the time to when you knew or should have known coming in that that's the only way this has a chance of working. That's why I didn't think he'd fire them because you don't hire them without saying, we got to give them three, four years to get the people in place that they need to try to make this thing work. And I thought Mark Davis would be patient enough to do it because he hired them in the first place. And clearly I was wrong. What a shock. I was wrong. (laughs) Look, Mike, I, I, I think that you're onto something when it's when you recognize when you recognize that you've made a mistake, don't double down on it. And that's kind of the approach that I would take toward it. I think that you're also right when you say that they never should have been hired in the first place. I, I understood what the approach was at the time. Like if you're going to do that, right? If you're going to say, all right, well, we were good, but we believe we can be better if we do X, right? And you bring in somebody like a Josh McDaniels and you say, well, we think that the offense can be this much better because he has this level of expertise. We want to pair him with the GM that he is extremely comfortable with and that he shares a football vision with. All right, that's Dave Ziegler. They're coming from the same organization. They, they kind of share a brain in that way. I get that thought process. But then when you go to what we've seen in the last year and a half of Raiders football, you have to ask yourself, what is it that they do well? And they don't do anything well. I mean, their offense is awful. They can barely score 20 points. I don't even know if they have scored 20 points a game this year, right? So, and even if they have it, I think that they got a defensive touchdown in there somewhere. So they can't do that. The quarterback that they picked to replace Derek Carr could not hit Devontae Adams with the broad side of an oar on Monday night. And that's an issue. You know, you have another situation where it really looks like he is losing the locker room. I also think about Josh Jacobs. And, you know, I talked about this over the summer. Like, was there a point where they were going to finally rescind the tag on Josh Jacobs? And they ended up giving him more money than he was necessarily entitled to on the franchise to keep him around. And it's like, well, wait a minute. What kind of decision is that if they're actually going through the methods of making the team the way that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler want it to be? And I think Mark Davis just was not on the same page with the two men that he hired to run his football operation. And if that's the case, then you got to cut bait and you have to be able to say, This was a mistake. I made it. I own it. But let's do something else. And let's try to get this team back to where we need it to be. And I I guess I kind of give him credit for that, for admitting the mistake. Because I don't think you should double down on a mistake. 
But the fact that you made this egregious of a mistake in the first place, that certainly is a problem. And I'll go back to the fact that when you make that hire, you have to be committed to giving it time because it's never going to work if you don't give it time. You're going to lose the locker room because they're going to come in and they're going to piss everybody off because they are carrying around unsuspectingly the DNA of Bill Belichick who pisses everybody off and winning is the thing that gets them to deal with it. I mean, let's be realistic about it. Bill Belichick pisses everybody off, but he wins. If Belichick hadn't won the Super Bowl in 2001, if they had gone 5-11 and 11 again, would he have gotten to 2002? I don't know. But you only survive if you win, period. If you're going to have that attitude, there's that arrogance that is cooked in, that arrogance that has never gotten a slice of humble pie, that arrogance that emanates everything they say and everything they do. If you win, bring on the arrogance. If you lose, you get to the point where the locker room has had enough and you start scrutinizing all the moves and you can find reasons why you should fire a coach who was still three and five this year. Again, three and five, not one and six, one and seven, oh and eight, two and six, whatever, three and five, three and five. Now, I think you're onto something with Josh Jacobs. They blew the Josh Jacobs thing. And we said this earlier in the week as it relates to Nick Bosa and the struggles he's having after holding out all the way until the start of the season. Teams and agents need to start treating the beginning of training camp like the 12 o'clock hour and getting these deals done because it hurts everybody to treat week one as the time the chariot turns into the pumpkin and we got to get the deal done. Player gets the deal done and he's not ready. He's not ready. Mm-hmm. No amount of working out on your own is going to get you ready to play football right away. Josh Jacobs hasn't been the same guy he was last year. They shouldn't have tagged him. They should have rescinded the tag at some point. They shouldn't have given him more money. And here's the kicker. Who did they see? Who did Mark Davis see run wild on Monday night? Jameer Gibbs. Guy they could have had. Could have had him at number seven. Instead of Tyree Wilson. What's Tyree Wilson done? What did Jameer Gibbs do? I assume that was a factor for Mark Davis. Look at this kid. Look at Gibbs. Look, it could have B. John Robinson, too, at seven. Could have traded down and gotten Gibbs. Could have traded down to 11. Because the Lions traded down to 12. And Sims has a theory that Jimmy Garoppolo was brought in to be the placeholder for a quarterback that they coveted with that seventh pick and my hypothesis, it's not quite a fully blown theory yet. Hypothesis is just an idea that you haven't tested. My hypothesis is maybe the Raiders were behind the whole trashing of CJ Stroud, the Mm -hmm. ultimate draft era Machiavellian approach. We love a guy so much. We're going to try to knock Nick Casario Somebody, Josh McDaniels, may have an idea how to knock Wobbly. We're going to try to knock him Wobbly on C.J. Stroud, and maybe Stroud's going to slip all the way to us, and we can get him. But regardless, it didn't work, and Garoppolo never should have been signed in the first place. And then you throw in the whole, oh, by the way, my foot's still messed up, and I can't pass a physical thing. It mm. Look, they deserve to be fired 
but Mark Davis never should have hired them. And here's the bottom line, Miles. Mark Davis deserves to be fired, but there's no one to fire him. You know, people wonder why nepotism is such a problem. Right. People wonder why nepotism is such a problem among NFL coaches. Well, the owners kind of have to go along with it because that's the way the businesses are run. When it's time for whoever is running the team to go to the great football field in the sky, the equity gets handed to a family member. What are you going to do, sell it? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, Ralph Wilson's family, nobody wanted it. Or there was nobody fit to do it. Pat Boland's family. They did the warped Willy Wonka contest among seven kids to see which one deserved the chocolate factory, and they decided none of them did. And they sold it after, what, seven, eight years of that. So Mark Davis should not be owning an NFL team. And what's the common thread between last year's nuttiness and this year's? Jim Irsay, Mark Davis. What a shock. Guys not fit to run football teams making bad decisions. For Ursay, the bad decisions were made during the 2022 season. For Davis, the bad decision was made before it by hiring McDaniels and Ziggler and not understanding what it meant to hire a couple of Belichick disciples. Mark Davis is the one who needs to be fired, Raiders fans. Mark Davis is the name that should be trending after these losses. Mark Davis is the guy who has not been running this team in an appropriate way. Mark Davis keeps caroming from coach to coach. He would have never fired John Gruden, even though Gruden won 22 of 53 games. He never would have fired John Gruden. He was content to have John Gruden as the coach. So that's the problem that Raiders fans aren't going to have solved until Mark Davis sells the team. Mark Davis needs to be fired. There's no one to fire Mark Davis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jed York said it best. You can't fire the owner, right? And this is the thing that I find interesting about this. I mean, you've, you've kind of talked about this or sort of around this a couple of times. If you're going to hire the Belichickian people, you have to give them the time. And Jeff Howe of The Athletic reported that McDaniels and Ziegler had been told that they were safe through 2024 because they needed time to do all of the things that they were going to do. And we're talking about through 2024, that would be three years, right? And I mean, we can guess where, how would have gotten that from because Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler were in New England and how covered the New England Patriots as a beat writer for years and years and years. So that's one thing that is interesting to me. But I, I think if you understand that Mark Davis has now seen the Las Vegas Aces, which he also owns, win back-to-back titles in the WNBA. You've seen the Vegas Golden Knights win a championship. You know, you have probably good Raiders alumni, let's call them. You know, guys like a Tim Brown, guys like a Charles Woodson, who have publicly kind of admonished what the Raiders are doing on the field over the last however many months. I think that there and the public pressure that comes with, you know, being out and you're at a championship rally for the aces and people are telling you to fire McDaniels, fire McDaniels. Like that could not have been a good feeling to have when you're trying to celebrate an organization's championship and other people are still telling you like, Hey, look at what you're doing on the other side of the street. And this other organization that you own in town, these guys stink. I, I don't know if all of the pressure that was going on, in that really had something to do with this or not. I don't know, but it also just makes me think of Mike. When I 
hear that like my buddies have broken up or like gotten divorced or something like that. The thing that my mind always gets to is this is kind of a madman quote, which I don't know if I should make my life philosophy about madmen, but who knows? But when there's a scene that Don Draper says to somebody who got, who got divorced, is like, man, I, the, nobody knows how bad things had to get in order for that to happen. And that's what I think of when I hear about midseason firings. Like, what kind of bad things were going on that we don't even know about? I mean, we see obviously the result, but there also had to be some kind of stuff going on internally that we didn't know or that we don't know, and that maybe eventually we will find out that would lead Mark Davis down this path. Because three years makes sense if you're going to have an organization turned over to those folks. It does. Like four-year rookie contracts, that's the way it works, and da-da-da-da-da. But I guess when you get to the middle of the season in your second year and you can't find anything positive, that's when you're just like, man, I guess it's best to turn the page. I wonder if that game with the Lions on Monday night had been played at 4.05 Eastern on Sunday, would Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler have been fired? Was it the well, Mike, national Mike, public I, embarrassment I aspect of it that brought it to a head? About this. But look, it, you got to think, think about what happened the week before too, right? They got beat to hell by the Chicago Bears, all right? And then we saw the Chicago Bears come out here to Los Angeles and look like dog doo-doo against the Chargers, so what does that say about where the Raiders are as a franchise if you're letting this undrafted Division II quarterback come in and basically look like the best thing since sliced bread? Why is that happening? Even if you are playing Brian Hoyer, even if you do have Aiden O'Connell and Jimmy Garoppolo is not available. I mean, I think that those back-to-back losses probably push the, the cart over the cliff, if that's a weird metaphor that we want to use. Well, one of the questions I have is who is advising Mark Davis. Because all of these owners have someone who whispers in their ear. Because at the end of the day, they're not going to ask each other for advice because it's a competitive environment. You've got 31 business partners that want to see you fail. It's a weird reality. Think about it. They're all partners when it comes to making money. They're all enemies when it comes to winning football games. And I'll help you make money. I won't help you win football games. So don't even bother to ask. So who's advising him? Is, is, he, is he talking to John Gruden? I wouldn't be surprised to know that he's talking to John Gruden and that John Gruden's giving him some advice. Why'd they get rid of Derek Carr? You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> is he talking to Tom Brady? Is he talking to Tom Brady? Tom Brady, supposedly future part owner of the team, although that seems to be dead in the water. Nobody will come out and say, man, it looks like that's dead in the water. That's looking like it's dead in the water. When Jim Ursay, there's that name again, when Jim Ursay comes out and says, Davis is trying to sell 10% of the team to Tom Brady at a 70% discount over book value, and we just can't have that, it's dead in the water. Unless Tom Brady is going to come up with the extra hundreds of millions necessary to bridge that gap, that ain't happening. Tom Brady ain't going to own a piece of the Raiders, but... They're together with the Aces. Tom Brady is, you know, Mark Davis's new buddy. I used to say that Mark Davis and John Gruden were like George Costanza and Tony, that Elaine's boyfriend that George thought was so cool. He's such a cool guy. 
He's such a cool guy. You should hear how he talks to waitresses. He gets free pie. George was smitten with being around Tony. I felt like Davis was that way with John Gruden, and he may be that way now with Tom Brady. So what's Tom Brady telling him? Did Tom Brady tell him to fire Josh McDaniels? That would be something. You talked about stuff going on behind the scenes. Who boy. If Tom Brady said you got to fire Josh McDaniels, Mark, sorry. Uh, Patriot way. Yeah. <laughs> Patriot way or the highway. Got to fire Josh McDaniels. And I, I, who, 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 Charles Woodson is somebody that talks to him. Like, who's he getting his advice from to come to this conclusion? What caused him? That's the story here. And this gets back to my point that he's the one that needs to be fired. Mark Davis is the one that needs to be fired. There's nothing you can do about it, Raiders fans. You're stuck with him. You're stuck with him. Sorry. You're not alone. There's plenty of other fans of plenty of other teams that are stuck with bad owners. Go ahead and envy the commanders right now if you want to. But that's the problem. And that's what I love about this sport. When you get away from the games. No, when you get away from the games. I love the games. I love the games. But the intrigue, the Game of Thrones type stuff, you've got multi-billion dollar organizations that are run like dysfunctional mom and pop. It's like Succession. I know that's one of your favorite shows. And just because one person in the family knows what they're doing doesn't mean anybody else knows what they're doing. And for Al Davis, sorry, Mark Davis, I don't know, pick a character from Succession. That's who he is. He's not fit. He's not a serious person. Isn't that the one of the catchphrases? He's not yeah. suited to run an NFL team. That's the problem, Raiders fans. You got your pound of flesh. Good. You're happy now. Hey, we got rid of Josh McDaniels. We got rid of Dave Ziegler. But you know what? The same guy that thought it was a good idea to hire them is going to make the next hire at the end of the season. Good luck with that. Well, it's the same guy that decided that he wanted to hire Jack Del Rio and then have Jack Del Rio come in and announce his own firing and then, you know, kind of subverted the entire head coaching process by then hiring John Gruden and then giving basically the entire keys to the organization over to John Gruden as we put up the graphic of head coaches since Mark Davis took over. I mean, he had Hugh Jackson, Dennis Allen, he fired early on in Dennis Allen's third season after he drafted Derek Carr and Khalil Mack and Gabe Jackson. I mean, it's not like, you know, that last draft class ended up all that bad if we're going to, you know, give Dennis Allen a little bit of credit there. And then you get to Jack Del Rio and John Gruden and Rich Passaccia did a damn good job, I thought, of just steadying that ship and getting to the playoffs, as we mentioned, and giving the Bengals all they could handle in that wild card round. So, I don't really know where this goes for the Raiders. I mean, I, I, I have no idea what they eventually will do. And I, I want to say that Mark Davis should pick an approach and stick with it. But I don't even know if he should do that. I mean, because I, I, look, I mean, you could say that he should do that now. But really, why? Like, I, I don't know. Again, the, the thing that I just think of you is know- what do they do well? And they don't do anything well except for Max Crosby rushes the passer, and they didn't have a damn thing to do with bringing him in there. That was actually Gruden and Mayock. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. 
Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's what Mark Davis should do. And it's fitting because he's in Las Vegas. Mark Davis should take his chips to the counter and cash them out and get out. That's what he should do. The equity is going through the roof. And it's the Raiders for crying out loud. Broncos go for $4.65 billion. Commanders go for $6.05 billion. Raiders, eight, nine. Ten billion. Mark Davis should cash out and get out. The league will be better off. The Raiders will be better off. Mark Davis, if you love the Raiders, sell the team. That same vitriol that was directed at Dan Snyder, even though it was different, although there was something weird at some point. Somebody made some allegations. It just kind of went away quietly. Remember that year, year and a half ago? It just kind of went away quietly. But. Raiders fans, NFL fans. Hey, the NFL is better when the Raiders are good. When's the last Certainly. time the Raiders were good? The Raiders are an iconic brand. There are uniforms. The best thing Mark Davis has done is not screw up the uniforms. Mark Davis needs to sell the team. And, Mark, you can walk away with multiple billions. Billions? What a return on the investment. How much do you think Al paid for the Raiders? when he took over the team in the 60s. So take the money and go away. You tried it, it's not for you. You've had more than a decade. We've chronicled your exploits. I didn't even get into some of the details. I thought it was shameful what they did to Jack Del Rio. Same agent, Del Rio and Gruden. Gruden and the agent and Davis working behind Del Rio's back, plunging a knife deep into it. 
because they're bringing John Gruden home, even though Del Rio had taken him to the playoffs a year before. Not, not that I, you know, I have a little dust up in Oakland at the time that happened, apparently. I'm not that, you know, not that I'm going to be waving my Jack Del Rio flag anytime soon, but, or but jacket. Mar- Mark Davis, I'm sorry, I didn't plan on this when we sat down because we're still kind of processing all this in real time. And I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, they, they always say, "Well, be careful what you say about owners." Not NBC, just generally. Oh, you know, it's the owners and the commissioner, and you know, I don't care. Mark Davis needs to go. The NFL will be better off if Davis is gone. The Raiders will be better off if Davis is gone. Fans everywhere of the NFL. You know, look at the Cowboys. You love to hate them or you love them. They're polarizing, and when people tune in, what happens? The numbers go through the roof. The Raiders should be that too. The Raiders have that renegade to them they should be a good team because if they were a good team there'd be a ton of people that love them and a ton of people that hate them and the numbers would be through the roof every time the Raiders show up in prime time oh oh by the way we're going to see the Raiders in prime time Sunday of oh god week 10 Raiders Jets at least it's the Jets at least it's Aaron Rodgers at least it's Zach Wilson in the Jets um so I I don't know Miles am I wrong am I am I being too hard on the guy who just happened to be, you know, the right place at the right time with the right DNA code. He's had over a decade. And they've been asked for most of it. And when they finally had it working, he let Rich Passaccia and Mike Mayock go. What's wrong with this picture? What's wrong with the picture is Mark Davis. He is the common thread, although... I, I like to think of myself as a pretty practical person, and I don't think that Mark Davis is going to sell the team. So I, I think that well, no, I think you've but, made some good points, but I don't think that that's going to happen. So well, I don't know, know what though? You know what though? Thing, though? Listen, hey, hey, but but I think he'll eventually crack under the pressure. I think if there was an all-out campaign by Raiders fans, if they wake up today. And instead of saying, Mark Davis gave us what we wanted. Yes. Instead of that, if they say, why did that guy hire them in the first place? Why? Why did that guy, you know, maybe he's the one. Let's look. Let's look. Uh, uh, Let's look at the, put the graphic up of all the coaches. Look at how he's ricocheted from one bad decision to the next. Whether it's a bad decision to hire, a bad decision to fire. Look at that. That's just since 2011. Hugh Jackson, Dennis Allen, Jack Del Rio, John Gruden, Josh McDaniels. And the only one on there. Well, two of them were over 500 and they both got fired. Del Rio was 25 and 23. See you later. We'd rather have a guy that goes 22 and 31. And it would be a lot worse now, two years later, if he hadn't been forced for other reasons to go away. And then there's... Basachi at seven and five. I think I don't think people appreciate what Basachi accomplished in the worst possible circumstance. John Gruden yeah. involuntarily removed from the job with with emails coming to light that could have caused that locker room to completely splinter apart. Basachi pulled it all together, went seven and five, and went to the playoffs and almost beat the Bengals, who almost beat the Rams in the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry and, if I'm and, being too harsh, but Mark Davis got to go. If if He's we're going to talk about shit and leave, 
G4. Uh, if we're going to talk about the 2021 season, we can't leave out the situation that happened with Henry Ruggs, too, right? Because that also was something that could have completely Great point. made a... I mean, I, it, it, it was... It was very, very tragic what happened there. And I'm not trying to make light of it at all. But I, I, I think that that is one of those situations where you look at what can, I guess, splinter a team. I don't know if that's even the right word I want to use, but something that can kind of tank a season, you know, make things go south. And Rich Passaccia was able to keep everybody together. It's, I, I give Derek Carr a lot of credit for that, too, because he was one of the key leaders of that team. And they were able to still do the things that they needed to do to win enough games to make it to the postseason. And I, I mean, I thought that they could kind of keep that going and at least see what they could do in 2022. Right. And then if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But by going right. to exact Josh Bingo. McDaniels at that point, what's wrong, yeah. what's wrong with rolling the dice? It's right. It's kind of working. Let's give them a yes. whole offseason and see what they can do. We say that with quarterbacks all the time. Hey, the guy came in and played half the season. It's kind of working. Let's give him a season. Let's give him a season and see what he can do. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Sorry, Sorry I interrupted you, but you're when, absolutely right. No, you're good. I mean, it's your show. Uh, but especially when you've got an organization that's not won things in forever, right? They hadn't made it to the postseason since 2016. It was their only time, basically, that they ever had a winning record since 2000 freaking two. So if something's working, you would think that at some point it would behoove you to continue the thing that's working. And then it, it didn't help. And this was pointed out, you know, on our, our PFT check text chain this morning before we came on the air, that they then set expectations higher in 2022, they being McDaniels and Ziegler, by trading for Devontae Adams, right? By signing Chandler Jones, by, you know, doing all these different things that signal, hey, yeah, we were a winning franchise last year. Let's try to make this thing even better this year and take the steps that we need to take because the Chiefs are at the top of our division. They have been for the last two years. They've got the best quarterback in the world. So we have to do things that are going to help us win. And then you come out and then you pee down your leg the whole year. So that doesn't help you. And then you're still peeing down your leg when you go and you let Ty Tyson Bajent beat you. And then you get beat to hell by the, the Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football a week later. It, I, all of these things snowball into okay we have to move on now but i think you know to your point mike it's hard to feel confident in whatever mark davis is going to decide to do next because we have a really lengthy history now and track record of him not making the right football decisions so Good luck, Raiders fans, because even though Mike is saying it, I don't really see Mark Davis selling this team anytime soon. It means it means a lot to him. I know that. I know, but if it means that much to him, he needs to sell it. If you Prove love how something, much you love then the let Raiders, it go. Mark Davis. Right. If, if, if you love something, then get the hell out. Understand that you're the problem. Admit that you're the thing that's keeping it from being the thing that you want it to be. That's the problem. Now, maybe the, the next best thing he could do is just hire a surrogate and just be a fan. Just hire somebody to act as the owner. Kind of like what Randy Lerner did with Mike Holmgren. And I'm not saying you oh, don't do that coach to do it because – no, but – 
but you you understand what I understand what you're saying, but yeah, but Lerner inherited the team. I'm still not calling you Mike Holmgren. Sorry, Mike Holmgren. I'm still not calling you for playoff tickets. By the way, all right, all right, all right, okay. Randy Lerner inherited the team after his dad passed away. Al Lerner brought the Browns back to Cleveland. Oh wait, kept the Browns in Cleveland. They never left. The Browns never left. They're not the Ravens. They never left. <laughs> I just want to make sure I get that right. Randy Lerner wanted nothing to do with owning a team. At least he was self-aware that he didn't want to do it. He wasn't good at it. This was dad's thing, not mine. I'm not going to let my identity get wrapped up in it like Mark Davis has let his identity get wrapped up in his all-white Raiders tracksuit, right? And the hairdo that is so much of his identity that people just look past at this point like, what the hell's that? So, and I know it's not fair, but he, he, could, he could get his hair cut a different way. We can all get our hair cut a different way than it is. But it's become part of this. Okay. It's just his, it's his whole vibe. It's his whole vibe. He loves it. So that's the difference between him and Randy Lerner. Randy Lerner didn't want anything to do with it. Al, uh, Mark Davis loves it, but he doesn't know what he's doing. So for similar reasons... You know, Randy Lerner goes out and basically gives the keys to Mike Holmgren. Mark Davis needs to find someone who will just run the team, act as the owner, make these decisions. Someone who will come in at a significant salary and take the place over and handle it the right way. Somebody who's maybe got some Raider DNA, once a Raider, always a Raider. Not John Gruden, though. Not John Gruden. <laughs> but somebody who can run the organization because he can't that's the only middle ground here that works mark if you love the raiders you got two options both entail getting out of the way one is sell the team two is hire someone to take over and you just go to the games and eat your popcorn and root for the raiders and let the grown-ups deal with putting the football team together I think that's a fair assessment of the situation. If I was a Raiders fan, I'd be screaming for that right now. Yeah, look, that to me is is way more practical and I guess a little bit more fair to place the expectation on that, right? Have somebody that you can trust to actually run the football operation and do it the right way. But I mean, he's tried. I mean, it's not like he wasn't trying that, you know, you, you hand the keys over to John Gruden basically and say, run the football operation. And well, it takes three, four years to finally put a product on the field. That's even okay. Right. I mean, it, you don't want it to take that. I'm long. not saying that I'm so, saying hire an owner, I, hire somebody to be the I, owner of the team. Right, sure. But there are, maybe it's Tom Brady. Maybe it's Tom Brady. Let Tom Brady own the damn team. Well, let Tom Brady run the team. Tom Brady had run it better than Mark Davis. That's for damn sure. Tom Brady has earned his spot in the football pantheon. One year at a time. One, one night of busting his ass after another. Working and working and working and understanding the game and how it all works. I mean, if Delta thinks it makes sense to make him, you know, somebody that's advising their staff when he doesn't know how to fly a plane... Why not let him run a football operation? That's what he knows. That's what he should do. The answer is hiding in plain sight. Tom Brady isn't going to be able to buy 10% of the team at a 70% discount. Just pay him a lot of money to come in and be your owner and get out of the way. That, now, the problem is Tom Brady won't do that. You know what you have to pay him? You have to pay him $100 million a year to do that. 
because he's got the swanky gig at Fox coming up for half of the year that he's going to make $35 million a year for 10 years doing. Then he's got the Delta gig. He's got this guy. He'd have to get rid of everything else if he's going to do this the right way. And whatever Mark Davis would pay him, it's not, it's not going to be worth giving up all the other stuff that he's doing with this hustle and that hustle and that hustle. And I, I don't hate the hustle. I'm just saying Tom Brady wouldn't do it. Tom Brady would have to give up too many other viable revenue streams for whatever it is Mark Davis would pay him. So you just talked yourself into something and talked yourself out of something within two minutes, Mike. That might be a new land speed record. <laughs> well, I'm still in favor of it. I thought maybe it would be Brady, but Brady wouldn't do it. Brady would be great, but I'm just saying it's not practical for Brady. It's practical for Davis, but it needs yes. to be just somebody who, who is proven, somebody who knows what they're doing, somebody who has a track record in the sport, somebody who could come in and inspire confidence in the fan base and let Mark Davis just be the fan. Let him hold the pink slip, but let somebody, want, somebody else hold the power. That, that's all uh, I'm saying. I- I, I don't think that you're wrong. I, I, I really don't. I think that the, the good teams that we see in the league, a lot of them have basically somebody who runs the football operation, right? And then somebody else who runs the business side. And, you know, if you do it right, then those two things, you know, work in harmony and it provides success on and off the field. So I don't think that you're necessarily wrong in what you're trying to say and what the approach should be. But you know, when you think about teams that have kind of like had the owner try to get out of the way, right? I mean, whether it's the Browns and, and Mike Holmgren and like that was not the right person for the job. It always becomes, do you hire the right person? And I mean, I, we can look at Mark Davis and say, okay, he hasn't hired the right coaches. He hasn't hired the right GMs, but then are, is he going to hire the right football czar? I don't know because he's well, kind of tried to do that, that's right? I, yeah. So he's not good for whatever he's done, right? He's not, I'm not saying football the right people. I'm saying, I'm saying hire an but owner. Like that, but that's what that is. Hire an owner. I, 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 know, I, know, what, I know. I know what you're saying. No, you're, you're saying that business, you need somebody the whole to thing. be a CEO of the entire organization, which I get. But he like, needs somebody to be him to do that. But you can't, but, but you're not going to do that. I mean, like, you, you can't, nobody is him. He's still going to be the owner. Well, then but sell you it. need somebody who then can, uh, okay. But I'm, what I'm saying is, if we're going to take this at a realistic thing, I don't think he's going to sell. He's got to hire the right people, which means, to me, he needs the right people in his ear to say, this is what you need to be looking for, right? Because for whatever reason, that's not happened. So even when he's hiring McDaniels and Ziegler, I don't know what the criteria was that he was looking for, but that can't be it this time. You have to hire the right people. You have to have the right people in your ear advising you to say what it is that you need to be looking for. And whether it's Woodson, whether it's Brown, I don't know who it needs to be, but he needs to make sure that the right people are telling him the, the right qualities, the right characteristics that he then needs to hire. I understand that's all that, Miles. He's not capable of doing that. That's well, the problem. I, that, that's <laughs> why he should just sell the team to the highest bidder. Get Jeff Bezos on the line and sell the team. I think Bezos ultimately didn't try to buy the commanders for two reasons. One, Daniel Snyder didn't want to sell it to him. And number two, Bezos is like, why am I going to spend $6 billion on this? It's going to require all this work and all this effort with, you know, the fan base in tatters and the stadium that's a piece of crap and 
just to everything that's gone on reputationally and what's our name going to be. And I don't want to deal with all that. I want a team that's plug and play. And I've, I've been of the mindset that Jeff Bezos is waiting for the Seahawks when they inevitably come for sale. It's just we don't know when. The last report was no earlier than 2025. But why not make Mark Davis an offer he won't refuse? Why not put $10 billion on the table for Mark Davis and say, this is it. You win. Go away. Now, there's no guarantee Bezos is going to be a good owner. That's the other side of this. I've gotten some feedback from some, from some Raiders fans. It's like, oh, so you want us to sell to a David Tepper who's going to meddle? I mean, that's the, that's the fundamental problem yes. and the fundamental fascination. You've got a bunch of really rich people who think they know a hell of a lot more than they do, who think they're a hell of a lot better than they are at running football teams, who think that the things they've learned in other lines of work are transferable in some way, and a lot of times they're not. So, look, sorry, Raiders fans, you got a mess for as long as Mark Davis is owning the team, and then you better hope that when it's time to sell the team, whoever has the most money also has a decent amount of football acumen and will make good business decisions and good football decisions and turn your team into something better than it's been. Raiders fans deserve better. There are plenty of fans out there of teams that I look at and I say, man, you deserve better. And I admire those fans for sticking with a crap team during an extended period of crap football. And Raiders fans have been dealing with a lot of crap for the past 20 years, frankly. Since Super yeah. Bowl 37, when they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's a lot of crap. And I know you got the three trophies in the case, and that's great. But fourth one ain't coming anytime soon. And if they happen to win a fourth one with Mark Davis as the owner, it will be a coincidence, not the result of any grand strategy that Mark Davis has had. So let's take a break, and we're going to regroup and – See what else we may need to get to about this. At some point, we're going to pivot to the aftermath of the trade deadline. Thanks a lot, Raiders, for blowing up our opportunity to talk about what happened on Tuesday with all the trades. We'll try to do that at some point in the show. We will do it at some point in the show. We might talk a little more Raiders next. We'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.